What were you downloading? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I was downloading uh, recipes okay. from Martha Stewart. Yeah, that's what I was doing. One. I, mean, I, I I have never I could never even attempt to do a Martha Stewart recipe. <laughs> you know, it's like and fold this and then she starts using these French words like you know the the butter. And I'm like I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Butter? Martha you don't know Stewart. what she's talking about? <laughs> you're more of a Rachel Ray person. Well, I mean, no, it's like somebody no the, the the verb like you know she's talking about you know. I know like whisk and she's like giving some French word. I'm like, what does that even mean? And these ingredients, <laughs> like if you go down to your local Armenian market, right. it's like my local <laughs> Armenian market. What the hell? It's the Seti Bimco Show with your hosts, Tim and John. In fact, it's Seti Summer Camp Bimco Month. At last, Tim and John are sad because they just found out that Jackie Gleason died in 1987. Well, we gotta do our we gotta do our little intro now, don't we? Like, you know, what's oh, the well, name that's, of the show? Oh, well, we have Tim? the theme song now. It's uh, hey, it's the Seti Bimco show, the show where we talk about right. the calamities of right. high what's school in real life and in movies. Okay, so now see what I was gonna do was I was gonna go, hey Tim, what's the name of the show? And you were gonna say, it's the Seti Bimco show, and I was gonna oh. say, and what's it about, Tim? And you were gonna be like, it's Man, all about life. I messed calamity. it up. We'll do that next time. We'll do that next time. See, again, no, well, I didn't give you any. Pre- it kind of just came to me as I was getting ready to sit down. We improv, like, so this. We'll, you know, sometimes it falls apart. I don't know what episode exactly. this is. I think we're close to. Oh, let me just check one okay, thing. Is twenty? Is it? Oh, twenty-two. I closed my folder. I'm not going to find it. I'm not going to open it up. We missed episode twenty. Don't that would have been a big deal. Should have had whistles and whatever. No, I think twenty five. I think twenty five is All a right. big deal. Speaking of your mom and Patty Duke, the other and week. Speaking of my mom, there we need to clear up a couple things because there was a little discrepancy mm-hmm. between the story I was telling about my mother's, and I hate to use the word relationship. It wasn't a relationship. It wasn't yeah, a. Friendship. She only stole her homework. But you know, they went. To, they she only stole her homework and threw mm-hmm. it in the East River. So, you know, I, I know the story she was telling me was that she had actually talked to Pat. And then she starts, t- you know, she had actually talked to Patty Duke. And then she starts telling the story. Well, I didn't know Patty Duke. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second here. And, you know, I, I don't know if my mom was embellishing. I don't know. If she, I, and that no. just doesn't sound right with her because my mother. OK, sure. <laughs> granted, she lied to me about Santa Claus. <laughs> she lied to me about the Easter Bunny. She lied to me about the invisible man in the sky who created the world in six days. But my mother's a pretty honest person. And I kind of got thinking about, I kind of got thinking about, and I think my mother was afraid that she thought she would be Uh, bragging if she said, and I never said like she was lifelong friends with Patty Duke. I never said, you know, they like had sleepovers at each other's houses. My God, can you imagine having a sleepover (laughs) at the, at the manager's apartment? My God, that would have been terrible because I want, I wanted to tell the story. My mother grew up in Kingston, New York, from like the time she was 10. Um, and actually, my grandfather started with IBM mm-hmm. in a week out, and then okay. he got transferred to Kingston. And so anyway, so Leslie Gore, you know, Leslie Gore, right. the singer from the 60s, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to yep. and you don't own me and everything. I don't think it was her aunt. I think maybe it was like one of her parents' cousins, like first cousin. She was a doctor and she lived down the street in Kingston okay. from my mom. And I can't remember her name right. I can't remember her name right now. And I want to tell this story because mm-hmm. my uncle Jimmy, who is my mother's okay. younger brother, they're like they're like 13 months apart so they're mm-hmm. not Irish twins. <laughs> if if anybody out there is not familiar with the term Irish twin, it's when uh, two siblings two siblings are born oh, less goodness. than twelve months apart. That's what they call an, that's what they call an Irish. Well, like Uncle Jimmy's like four and a half weeks shy of being okay. my mother's Irish twin. Well, my, my uncle Jimmy was a very good looking. I mean, my my uncle Jimmy. I didn't I didn't inherit <laughs> the genes, on. but my uncle Jimmy he was like he was a real he was like male model good looking. Mm-hmm. He was a good looking teenager, and I have a feeling that maybe Leslie Gore's. If not her aunt, first cousin once removed, may have been trying to pimp out my uncle Jimmy 
so he she had him take Leslie Gore came for a visit and he had she he had she had him take her to out movies? on a date. Did they go did and, they go see uh Calcutta? I didn't get that far. What? They went to see the no, they the went, they oh went to God. see the miracle worker. And, <laughs> and and they said they asked my mom, Hey Patty, would you like to come along? My mom said, Look, I can't be spending my babysitting right. money on going to see that liar, Patty Duke, whose homework is going to be used forever. I can't be doing that. So anyway, so, you know, my Uncle Jimmy has been perhaps too successful with women. You know, he's been married oh three times. And, and yeah, and, like, his last wife was, like, almost three Ooh. years younger than us. And now he's, like, living with this woman from China who's, mm, like, our age. That young. And so, yeah, That's... so, you know, my, my – but anyway, I wanted to make the joke because – Leslie Gore, you know, wound up coming yes, out as yes. a lesbian. And I wanted to, like, say, do you think Uncle Jimmy had anything to do with Leslie Gore becoming a lesbian? And my mother was, like, so indignant. She's like, I know. You cannot talk about <laughs> Leslie Gore like that. I know. Uh, she's, Leslie Gore is dead. Yes. Leslie Gore is dead. We can't. And I'm like thinking, yeah, but Patty Duke is dead. But you, it's all right for you to talk about how, like, unattractive she oh, was. <laughs> you got to back up. So your uncle Jimmy's, your, your uncle really Jimmy's backing up. dating someone our age. So he's dealing with dating someone who's getting all these AARP membership letters. There you go. He's guiding <laughs> her. He's he's walking her through the process. Exactly. Today is an anniversary. We're recording this on the twenty seventh of June. Do you know who got married on the on the twenty seventh of June in nineteen sixty four, John? Would it be John Lennon and Cynthia? No, it's Ernest Borgnine and Ethel Merman, no. which I didn't really, I guess I knew which that. Lasted, what, when you say it, I'm like, no, that didn't happen. I, <laughs> it, yeah, I think they were only married for like two months or yes. something like that. Wasn't it like a ridiculously little amount of time? I can't picture that. It was like a ridiculously little amount of time. Oh, and we need to tell our listeners, because we're always trying to figure out new ways to get the podcast out, that this week we are now on YouTube. Yes. You can catch our episodes on YouTube. Yep. You just get on YouTube, get in your little search bar there, type in SETI BIMCO, and voila. Some people there are episodes. So if, like to listen on YouTube, and I we negotiated hard with them. Yeah. So we said we lost our Coors Light so uh, you, advertise, uh, you know, sponsorship. So it took a little while to convince YouTube to have us. Who else did we lose? Right. And Louise Fletcher will <laughs> Yes, Louise Fletcher. Louise Fletcher will do nothing with YouTube anymore. She is so so upset with us. And also none of Patty Duke's kids. <laughs> That's that. So did you did you have any week, any other John thoughts or you're gonna go into my week? Well I was gonna I was I was gonna ask you how your week was and I might tell you how my week went. Although more like my day today, but Well today's been like I don't like to talk about news because we're so behind, but today also Somebody tried to assassinate Rudy Giuliani in the shop mart he was appearing at. I don't know if you heard that. Was that an assassination attempt? Well, somebody slapped him on the back. So, <laughs> yeah, so okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Now maybe I, to Rudy, because let's face it, Rudy's <laughs> judgment isn't like the best it's ever been. Now maybe to Rudy that was an assassination attempt. It's this generation's but, um, Zapruder film. Zapruder. <laughs> Move over Zapruder film. We've got this on film. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Remember when the first Bush president threw up on the Japanese prime minister at that state dinner in yes, Tokyo? Yes, I do. <laughs> and I remember Saturday Night Live. At the time, I think Oliver Stone's JFK was coming out. And so they did this all with, you know, Dana Carvey has been doing doing Pappy Bush and Phil Hartman as Barbara. I don't remember all that. And they're doing like, they're doing like, they're doing like, they're doing the, the whole vomit <laughs> thing at the state dinner in Tokyo. Like it's this is a brooder film. And like Barbara's <laughs> getting up on the table. Like Jackie was getting up on the car. Oh no. I don't think I ever saw that. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. If it's on, I don't know. Like it's probably on you YouTube. Can find on YouTube and like some things you like actually have to get Peacock to watch. Right. Now. Right. So, um, so that's our. So I don't know if that's something. That's we, our promo for YouTube and the Peacock Network. 
There you go. But that's that's uh, yes. like nothing amazing happened. Uh, Soul, our dog, who is almost a year old, she uh, when I go for walks, and she now will say hi to, to dogs without getting too, too crazy, wanting to jump on them. The owner will often want oh, to say okay. hi to Soul. And Soul's shy about people, so the owner wants to say hi, and then Soul backs up and is like, no, no, I'm not going to say hi to you. And the, the other dog owner usually understands. They're like, okay, I'll see you later. And as soon as they turn around and walk away, Soul sticks her nose right in their butt. So that's uh, a <laughs> current issue. She's, she's, she's doing it on her terms. I guess so. I only talked with you about this briefly. Maybe I should have said it at the beginning of the show. But this is the beginning of Sadi Bimco Summer Camp. Trademark. I didn't think of a better name. <laughs> what do you think we should call it? I'm so I unprepared. Don't know. Remember last week I when I didn't know, know how to spell it. my guest's last name? I'm so prepared. And Rex Rex yeah, Halligan. It's all right. <laughs> It's yeah, right, yeah. Who you know was a character? Who was a character in Annie? Right. Um, yeah, it was just like yeah. I mean, it has. It's, it's, but see, that's the joy of this podcast is the kind of the spot. Well, when when this podcast really is is on Criterion Collection, this will be the Seti Bimco Summer Camp Collection because we're mm. going to do a few weeks of yeah. summer camp, starting with this week with you the know, one day a movie you one, picked. Yeah, sorry. I did pick this movie. I don't again. What's I don't know called? why I picked this movie. <laughs> oh, it's I It's called love... Poison Ivy. Not to be confused with the Drew Barrymore, Tom Skerritt theatrical film okay. of the same name from like what nineteen ninety two. Yeah, I kept finding that one, and not to be confused with the Batman villain. And not to be confused with the Batman villain Uma Thurman or the real plant um, in that one. It's movie. not about the real plant or either. The real plant. <laughs> it's not about the. Oh, there is there is one scene about it. But um, yeah, so it's a nineteen eight. Shall we get into this? Am I? Yeah. Am I? Is there anything else you wanted to? No. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it and get it over with. I, <laughs> I have nothing. Else. And you're going to ask me for a synopsis. Yes. And really, this film doesn't really go too far beyond the synopsis. No. Because it's like not really well thought out. But we can kind of <laughs> give a little background on it. Sure. It's a nineteen eighty five made for TV movie again on NBC. I don't know what it is with us and TV movies that aired mm-hmm. on NBC in the 70s and 80s, but here you go. Yes. The and and, we'll, and I'll get into this later, but there is a there is a connection to another movie in the SETI-verse, and I didn't realize it, because I'm looking at this one character going, where do I know her from? Where do I know her from? Uh, I don't... But we'll get, we'll, we'll get okay. into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that once we get into this a little more. So anyway, it is a 1985 made-for-TV movie on NBC starring two... Actors from uh, NBC television TV? series. There yeah. is Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, uh, star of Family Ties, which I never really. Were you? Did you watch Family Ties a lot? For a while, I remember watching it. Yes. I don't really remember watching it that much. I don't know what. Uh, it I was know, on know, Thursday like, night like in Thursday. high school. Did you actually have something to do Thursday night? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else was on. I don't know if I was like in front of the television. You were out. I know at one point we didn't have at one. No, I wasn't out. And you loved Tootie and and uh, Nancy yes. on Facts yes. of Life. Nancy Facts of Life. Nancy McKeon. You saw the episode where she's, they bought a bong. Sh- I guess you seem to remember that when we talked about it with Theo. No, that was um, was that Theo? Yes, that was Theo he. Peck, he was, was a big that... fan of the show. Okay, he remembered that. I remember he when they went to see that. the Grateful Dead. I remember when Tootie lost her or no, Min, um, Natalie was going to lose her virginity. They had originally written it for Blair to lose her virginity. I read this somewhere, and the actress who played Blair was from Texas, and she was a very very Christian. Oh, I did. Girl, I did read. And this. She would not do the episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she can't even and, play um, a fictitious person losing their virginity. She can't even play a fictitious. It's called yeah, exactly. acting. It's called acting. It's called acting. It's called acting. <laughs> yes, and Nancy Mc- and Nancy McKeon is the sister of Philip McKeon, mm-hmm. who played Tommy on Alice. Right, right. And for any of you who weren't around in the you know late seventies, eighties, uh, Nancy and Philip McKeon were basically the 
basically the Jane and Peter Fonda of our generation. They okay. were, I, 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 you know, they're just such fantastic actors. Don't you think so, Tim? <laughs> they're right up there with them. I just, they're an, they were an acting dynasty. They were. they were an acting dynasty, like the Fondas and the Houstons and the, they were, yeah, the Barrymores, you know, they were just the McKee, they were just, uh, they were awesome. I had a crush uh, on her. She was, so she yeah, was my so favorite. I, so that's all I can say. So yeah, you got these two stars using air quotes from NBC shows, and they put them together for this movie called Poison Ivy, which is sent, set at a set at a summer camp. And I can't remember the name of the summer camp because they're talking about like another Tall Timbers is the rival. Don't one worry, don't worry. It's a summer camp. Camp Chickawana. Yes. Camp Chickawana. I mean, come on. I want to check Chickawana. <laughs> I mean, come on. Camp Pinewood. Camp Pinewood. Okay. And I'm going to be looking at my notes a lot because I'm probably going to wind up calling him like the fat kid, no, the sensitive kid. <laughs> I can, I'm never going to remember their names. It's okay. So anyway, so they, so they do this. So they so they so they so basically the premise is that Michael J. Fox is this Count, camp counselor. His father owns a meatpacking business, and he doesn't want to work in the meatpacking business. So one of the father's clients. Big Irv, yes, play who 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 owns the camp, played by special guest star Richard mm-hmm. Klein. Do you like the billing in that special guest star Richard yes. Klein? Richard who Klein, a, a stand up. Yeah, I mean, really, when your special guest star is Richard Klein, I mean, <laughs> you know, right there, you know, right there between between the cheesy eighties techno pop well, and special guest Richard Klein, you know, this is not going to be like. An Emmy winner. I, I just wondered why they made. Well, it's a TV ver, TV version movie of Meatballs. Basically, they try to put in as many little sneaky, dirty right. jokes because it opens with the kid packing his bag, and it's, he's I don't know. They're supposed to be twelve, and he's got a like a porn. It's he's got bizarre bizarre sexy. Is that what the magazine was called under his pillow? Something like that. Yeah. And uh, the other kid pulls out another one later, and he's trying to pack, and he's throwing out his vitamin C. Yes. But he's putting it in the wastebasket. Like, don't you think your mother's going to see your wastebasket? Like, as soon as she goes to empty it after you. And he's putting candy yeah. in the vitamin C. And then he tries to pack the TV. And the dog. I'm like, why do you want to bring TV. the dog? And then he puts, brings it, yeah, packs the dog. Like, do you think they're going to have dog food at Camp Pinewood? I don't think so. He puts a baseball cap on the dog. We, like, that poor dog. That was not. We never saw the dog again. So I think they, they ate the dog. You know, I think the dog, I think the dog died on route. I think the dog was, <laughs> I think the dog suffocated on route. They, they did. They, they were going to keep that in, but they're like, "Ooh, NBC primetime." Right. No, we can't. We don't want to bring the little kids down. So, yeah, they all so, took a train. Yeah, so it opens up with they all took a train to Maine. Okay. Oh, and Michael J. Fox is in charge of getting the kids from Detroit and Cleveland. And I know, like Michael J. Fox played a teenager on the mm-hmm. show, and he looked really young. But he was like about twenty three or twenty four when he made this movie. This came out just a few months before Back to the it Future did, yeah. came out, which made him a really huge star. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he filmed this before or after. Probably before. I'm going to guess after. I'm going to guess like something like this didn't take that long to film. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't have been like to the back to the future people. Oh wait. <laughs> you're going to have you're going to have to delay filming <laughs> for Poison on Ivy. Back to the Future because I've got to do I've got to do Poison Ivy first and then I will go do that. I don't think that's how the no. conversation went down, do you? No. I doubt it. I doubt that's how the conversation went down. But it, But anyway, he's like Yeah. Go ahead. Go I was just gonna say he he pays he plays a sex pest. That's the best way to describe him. Yeah, like he thinks he's a smooth operator, I, and I'm sure the actress who played the girl was like 18, but she looked a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Like she actually looked like she was 15 or 16. And I know Michael J. Fox looks like he's a teenager, but we all know he's not. Right. And he's not really doing anything like, no. I mean, just kind of caressing her arm. No, no, no. I mean, it's nothing like overtly sexual, but it's like it still it's, was like a little. It's creepy. the writer's fault. There's a lot of cocaine still. 1980s. I got. I got to say something about this writer first of all. Uh, Brent, what's his name? Brent Tramer. Yeah, he he Brent didn't he Tramer didn't have a button on Wikipedia, so I said, "Well, I'm not going to look you up." Yeah, Ben Bennett Tramer. Bennett Tramer. I'm sorry, Bennett Tramer. T R A M E R. I couldn't find. He he was a he was a, he he was like a big writer on Saved by the Bell. Apparently, okay, gotcha. And I couldn't find, and like the IMBD was even like very vague. And when I 
pull like when I when Google came up like and I was checking maybe I was trying to find the credits when I was like on break at lunch and I didn't have a lot of time to look. But like pictures of Dolph Lundgren started coming what? up, and I'm like, "What is this guy's connection to Dolph Lundgren?" Maybe Dolph, and I still haven't find found it. I think so. If anybody out there <laughs> listening could find could find the connection between Brent Tramer, T R A M E R, maybe it's Tramer. Yeah. I think it's Tramer. If anybody can find out the connection between Brent Tramer and Dolph Lundgren, I, I think I found something, John. I would like to. I think Brent oh, here we Brent uh, murdered uh, Dolph. And he now wears his skin, with a, <laughs> just like with Hannibal Lecter. That's what's going on with, with a pet with, with a pet rock. Yeah, <laughs> I I found that on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> okay, so okay, so okay, so let me. Okay, so this is how like this out of touch. I like who I'm, the reason why I'm asking like who wrote this thing is because they're like you said they're like 11, 12 year old kids, and there's this one kid, the overweight kid. He wants to be a comedian. Right. And his name is... I know what you're going to say, John. I have name? this written down, but you go ahead. About when he pulls out the picture and they're all like, you know Jackie Gleason? Exactly. Is this what you're talking? <laughs> I'm like, well, how the hell would 11-year-old kids in 1985 be getting all excited about, you know, <laughs> knowing Jackie Gleason? I mean, Or on. knowing him at all. Or knowing... I, exactly. I'm not, br- you know? I'm not I mean, bragging, maybe, but the summer camp I went to one year was an art school. And you know what? The, the, everybody was obsessed with uh, Eddie Murphy's tape. I heard that all summer. That's who the kids liked in 1984, oh. three, five, whatever. Oh, was that was that raw? Eddie Murphy raw? I don't remember. It was one of those from Maybe. the 80s with the Sasquatch. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you do you know do you know him by heart? Uh, I can't. I don't know him okay. by heart. I do remember. I got some ice cream and yes, you can't I think that was the, the album. I heard that. Yeah. I was going to ask, though. I, I'm good. Thank you for bringing it up. I was going to ask if you ever went to summer camp. I did. But you, you, you Do you want me? Oh, yeah. I need to, pre- to pre- preface. Preface. <laughs> I need to preface. preface this, John. That's how it's pronounced. English is not my French language. Preface. Preface is how this is pronounced. <laughs> I got so pre-faced at summer <laughs> camp that one summer. So between sixth and seventh grade, I went to Boy Scout camp, and I do have a particular story. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not terrible, but it's not well, funny. It's got it's got to be better than this movie. <laughs> I'm so tell away. Well, I went there, and I was with a friend, uh, and uh, we were walking <laughs> down the down the road because there was a cool counselor. He had his tent down the down the lake away from all the other tents and my couple of friends were like yeah we're gonna go down there he's got food he's got cigarettes just like this movie he's got this and that he's got a white van and uh and my friend he's got a white van and candy my friend my friend said is there is there gonna be a double entendre joke about pitching his tent anyway anyway I'm, i'm interrupting your story i'm sorry my friend said oh just be careful he tried to reach down uh, Jerry's pants the other night. I'm like, uh, okay. And we just mm-hmm. laughed at it like, oh, okay, don't sit next to him. So I just went there once yeah, don't sit next and, to him. you know, I was kind of like, uh, I wasn't like a troublemaker. I just went back to get their tents or whatever. But there was a night they did orienteering. Right. You know what this is? They Yes, when you go out on the trails with a compass and the maps and that's all you've got to guide. Yes, well, they dropped the kids out in the middle of the night in the forest to do this. And I was one of the kids who I was like, oh. no way. Uh, no, I don't want to uh, encounter Sasquatch like this. I want, I only, I only want to see Sasquatch when we chain him up in a room and take pictures of him until we enrage him and he breaks free. Well, you joke about that, but not too far south of us, it, you know, in Pennsylvania where we grew mm-hmm. up, there are allegedly Sasquatch down there. So, you know, know. what? you might not be uh, beyond. I know. You know I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. Um, Alarmer. You can edit this out if you want to. But was the uh, was the Boy Scout camp down in Sullivan County, like Eaglesmere? Uh, camp Brulee. No. Camp Brulee, exactly. <laughs> which is near Dushar, <laughs> which is where where my great grandmother was raised. And yes, there are allegedly uh, Sasquatch yeah. down there. Well, Camp Brulee, yes, an Eagle, Eaglesmere. Did your yes. grandmother get kidnapped by a Sasquatch? I hope not. She's okay. Uh, I think I have Sasquatch DNA right. in me. That's how that's how close we are. Okay. Well, anyway, I I was like, I'm not being dropped off in the woods in the middle of the night. So I was sitting by myself 
there were other kids that didn't go. I don't know why I was sitting near the mess hall. But that same guy who I was warned about, he sat next to me. And he's being very, you, you can tell when you're a kid, because counsel, counselors are like, here's a bow and arrow. This is how you do it. And then you, 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 you can't do it. And he's like, eh, I'm tired of this. Just keep trying it. And they walk away and drink beer or whatever. But he was very much like, yeah, exactly. oh, Tim, what's your last name? Where are you from? Oh, what do you like? And all this stuff. And I, I did get a weird vibe. But uh, luckily, suddenly mm-hmm. there was like, oh, no, the orienteering people are lost. We got to run out there and find them and everything. And, he, you know, everybody got up. So. But but oh no, Scott Sasquatch has penetrated the perimeter yeah, of the camp. <laughs> in the camp, everybody run! And you're like, whoo, breathing a sigh of relief of all the times you want Sasquatch yes. to show up. Sasquatch saved me. Yeah, uh, but I heard yeah, I never I, went. I never went. I heard he got fired. There's a oh, little epilogue. Heard he got fired. Then Uh-oh. a few years later, I was at one of those giant public pools that is open in the summer. And I saw him in there, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't recognize me. But I don't think he did. But he was with younger people, and he was doing that thing where mm. he was throwing them into the water, but doing it by, you know, grabbing their butt and, like, let me toss you into the water. So, ah, sad ending. Uh, I hope those were his – well, no, I can't hope those kids were his relatives. I hope – I'm just sorry they were with him, whoever they were. <laughs> that would be – that normally doesn't stop him, unfortunately. There's uh, my summer camp story. Yeah, Hilarity. Never, yeah, yeah, I never went to – well, they, I did a tour of duty in Vietnam when I was six years right. old. They told me I was going to summer <laughs> camp. And so – and then, then it was like – I was like, here, John, you're going to sleepaway camp. And I was in Vietnam for a year, and then I came back when I was seven when they pulled the troops out. <laughs> and then they asked me the next year, you want to go to summer camp? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> You know, for all I know, that summer I would have been like, they would have sent me to Columbia to be a drug mule or something. So, yeah, I went to summer. Well, that would have been better. Using air quotes. You'd think, well, unless the condoms burst in your intestines. <laughs> That's then, right. And, oh, you're Oof. screwed. Especially if, especially if you're only seven or eight years old, that cocaine will go right through you. Kill you in a mm. You'll need some Ipecac. You need some Ipecac. Anyway. <laughs> yes. If only, I, if only I had known Theo, Theo Peck back then. I bet you Theo Peck would have made a good drug mule. <laughs> but I digress. Anyway, anyway these, these kids, they love Jackie Gleason for some reason. They love Jackie Gleason. <laughs> I bet you, I wonder if they like tried to get Jackie Gleason to make a cameo. And he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> no, they just like to talk about their favorite uh, Honeymooners episodes. That's all. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bang, zoom. <laughs> That's what they said. Oh, they probably would have gotten sued by, the, by Jackie Gleason. They should have kept going through the whole week. Bang! Zoom! That would have been awesome. <laughs> he copyrighted it would, that. It would have made the to the script. moon? That's his copyright. It, it, oh, he probably did, yeah. Oh, he probably did. NASA, yeah, NASA can't use that without NASA paying money to, to the, the Jackie moon, Gleason uh, you know, uh, family. Uh, estate, yes. So this train. you. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I don't know what you're going to mention, but there's the kid who is. See, I don't know their names either. There's the cool kid who scams everybody, and for some reason, Jerry, he scammed them into thinking he had the mumps. And these counselors are such good doctors. They're like, "You lay down by yourself. I'm not really that worried about it. Your, your face is mm. swelling up." Yeah, because he put cotton in it, and they couldn't check. But the reason he right. seemed to want to go to this room was to put on sunglasses, a hat, and a glove like Michael Jackson. And then he ate cake. What was up with that? <laughs> right, he stole Toby, the overweight comedian. Toby, he stole his cake. The father says, "Here, the boys made you a cake." <laughs> and they're and Toby's like asking, "Where's have you anybody seen a white box?" And they're like, "Well, you had it with you." And the kid Jerry stole Toby's cake and is just like eating it with his fingers. I'm like, "That was neat. with with the with the, the hand that had no glove because he had a glove, a hat, and the glasses. He was dressed up like Michael Gla- yeah, Jackson, then, right?" And, and it makes an, it makes an, I, you know, I remember Michael Jackson being big at the time. I don't remember, like, I don't, maybe it was because we lived in a small town. I don't remember, I don't remember kids dressing up as no. Michael Jackson. Unless they, no. Unless it was Halloween, maybe, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And who are the guys that made this kid a cake? Do you know that? I don't, I heard that too. I'm like, what guys? I don't Who's know. Who's making you cakes? I don't know. <laughs> Was it? Did, and I don't know, like why? Why? Like I don't even know what business the father was in that he would know Jackie Gleason. 
Did he run a restaurant? I don't know. Maybe he ran a restaurant. Maybe I don't know. Where was he from? Cleveland. Turns out at the end that Jerry, the, the the scam artist, was from Philadelphia. Yeah. This know, movie needs a prequel. That the this movie needs it. It really does. It needs to tie up a lot of questions. It's like you know, like you know, like, it could be a trilogy, like Star there Wars. There is Timmy. I know Timmy's name. He's the kid they tied up with a rope, who's going to need a lot of therapy later. They like had him tied up with yes. the rope because he's going to run away. <laughs> yes. And did you see Timmy's screen credits? Oh, I know. I know who Timmy is. You want to tell us? Okay. You want to? No, you tell us, too. He was the child that was abducted in, uh, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Exactly. And I think this was his last screen credit. He went on to, like, work in finance, I believe. Whatever his real yes, name is. financial plan. Uh, Carrie Guffey. Yeah. He play, yeah, he played, Barry, he played Barry in Close Encounters of the Third, time, third Kind. So in this movie, he plays the kid who hates camp, hates everybody, and um, mm-hmm. always oh, getting away. Well, his dad calls him a loser. I, I, I don't mean to jump ahead, but uh, the party later, yeah. he did say that, right? Dad, yeah, dad, he talks with the southern drawl. He's like, I think he's from North Carolina. I know that. I know that mm-hmm. drawl. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, where you want to skip to get in the camp? See, I just like wanted the, to talk about that strange train ride. Yeah, let's get. Yeah, that's because like, like they're just trying to introduce like five or six characters. Nancy McKeon plays Rhonda. The, well, she's not there yet in the well, train. She's not really even. She's surprised. Well, she's not. Well, we're getting to camp. Okay, now. we're yeah, getting to camp. She's like, yeah, let's get to camp and like Nancy McKeon. Let's not spend a lot of time on this because first of all, you're just going to have to edit, and I think. Like, really, we've just talked about much more interesting things in this No, no, this I'm week. loving this talk, John. I'm loving this talk. <laughs> okay, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't have to go over, like, every single minute. No, no, we minute. don't. See, I, don't think, I, I don't think the writer did. Do you have anything to say about Nancy's en- entrance? I do. Uh, no, just that. Well, I don't. Well, well, okay, well, here's the thing. Like, she is the, she is the nurse mm-hmm. at the camp, but she's not, like, a licensed nurse. Like, she's... Studying child psychology at college, and are you worried about plot points? I, I'm I, well. I'm just well. This is something I want to know. Are like the laws in Maine that lax? Like I could just go and be a nurse at a summer. Yeah, camp? I bet I you mean, could. Yes, because you know I could. I could use eight weeks in. I could use eight weeks in Maine. She she put some uh, antiseptic on that kid's knee once. I mean, how hard is that? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. How hard is it to she's keep, an expert with keep calamine, the cat away from a, little kids? She's an expert with calamine lotion. <laughs> you know, she had talents. She had talents I don't have. I wouldn't even know to begin. I'm like, do I use a Q-tip? Do I use a cotton ball? Do I just pour it straight out of the bottle? How do I put <laughs> calamine lotion on someone? I don't know. But but So maybe, maybe I wouldn't be a good candidate. All I have to say about her entrance is she gets a little love letter, and she's sitting in front of all the kids. And she's like, hmm, a love letter. Mm-hmm. Who's interested in me? I'm like, it's a bunch of 12-year-old kids. Wow. <laughs> right. Is his handwriting that and good Michael, that she's like, oh, an adult wrote this? I, I like the little hearts over the eyes. Well, I, well, little, what was his name now? Uh, the little egghead? Uh, Brian, uh, yeah, I think, I'm, is the I'm poet, right? Really, Brian, 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 yes, Brian. Yeah. And it's like... You know, though he wrote so much, and he wasn't he was advanced beyond his years in that regard. Maybe he did have lovely penmanship. Yes, he was very advanced. He he was like a fan of Bill Cosby instead of Jackie Gleason. He was whatever. That's the only comedian I could think of. The next step. He was probably in a. Never mind. Actually, (laughs) actually, somebody is drugged. Somebody is drugged later. Oh, I know. We'll get to that. Yeah. So yeah, so we we so that's where we're introduced to then Big Irv Clopper, yes, played by special guest star Richard Klein, poor guy, and his wife and his wife Margot, played by Karen Kay, yes, who played the mother in Teen Witch. What I did not notice that. Oh my god, <laughs> I did not notice that. That's why it was. I'm like, where did I? Where have I seen her before? And it was the previous movie <sighs> we saw. Teen Witch. Where's Georgia? She needs to she call in. She played. <laughs> she played. The, she needs to call in. She was also, if I'm looking up the right person, in a Happy Days spinoff, which I didn't know existed, called um, Blansky's Beauty. Yeah, with with Nancy um, Walker. Is it Nancy, Nancy Walker? Walker left Rhoda to do that, and then it bombed. So anyway, so, so anyway. I was like, where do I know this woman from? 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's that's no. Go ahead. You, that's you, the you, start of the like cutesy. I don't mean cutesy. I, don't I was going to say the is it, the ecstasy kicking in. Yeah, the introduction of Robert Klein's wife is the beginning of the small jokes. We're all like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're not satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just right, do that yeah. for right. Uh, yes, yeah. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that. Yes, there was that running gag. Too much cocaine in the course, script writing room. Again, 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 the the you know keeping in mind that this writer's greatest claim to fame was being a writer on Saved by the Bell. But you have to keep. I have to keep telling myself that as I'm watching this. Did movie. you watch that show? The guy's greatest claim. I did no. not. I was not. Again, I was not the target. No, I wasn't. Plus, either. I was probably nursing. I was either work. I was either working lunches or nursing a hangover from the. No, I was not getting up after a Friday night out to catch Saved by the Bell. There's people right below me in age that all know this show, and I'm like, I don't know what the show is and what you're talking about. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was our. It was our. I don't know. I don't know what did we what would we have that would be comparable that would be running in syndication in daytime. I don't know. Oh well, I told my what bartender once, like talking about Cheers, because we made a joke about the bar, and he's like, "What's Cheers?" So anyway. I've, I've I've run into that, <laughs> and then you realize it has been almost thirty years since it's been off the right. air, and it's like, oh man. So yeah, now I've run into that before with Cheers. So Mr. J. Fox is still being a sex pest. He's hitting on yes. Rhonda, played by Facts uh, of Life, Joe Nancy Nancy McKeon, and he's he's like uh, he is actually being very much a sex pest. Like I'll follow you here, walk with you there, even though she says she has a boyfriend, fiance. Yeah, there are a few scenes where like she has every she has every scene with saying, "But I'm engaged." Yes. Like she uses that line. Like, yes, we got it. You're engaged. Okay, we want to talk about Timmy running away to the local bus station. Yep, Timmy ran away, which is like this, which is like this podunk podunk little main town it's like one little room with like two benches but yet apparently there are homeless people in this town because <laughs> there's all these people sleeping on benches covered in newspapers yes and they're like hey you know it's only half the body's moving and they pull the legs and it turns out they're fake legs and it's timmy under the. of course i figured out timmy under was under the there newspaper. when i saw the newspapers didn't you yeah <laughs> but you know it didn't phase him one bit like I, I would think in a small po, podunk town, like a homeless person would draw attention. Yeah. I would think. Yeah, I think that the, own, cause apparently the not, owner of the bus stop not. was like, "Nope, haven't seen him. Nope, I don't. Nothing escapes me." Nope. nope. I think he was. If he didn't buy a ticket, he didn't get on the bus. I think the bus shop, uh, bus shop, bus station. What bus. do you call him? Attendant. Bus. I think he was going to take Timmy home with him. That's what I think. Yes, mm-hmm. Timmy's Timmy's used With to being abducted. Boy. With all the other, yes, he is. It's true. <laughs> it's true. A basement in Maine would be nothing after Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> so then, the older kids they convince some of these like younger six-year-old kids to to almost drown, so that that's mm-hmm. a distraction, so that they can row over to the girls' camp and spy in the showers. Like, see you shaking your head. Camp Chicka One. I like. I want to uh, check. I mean, come on, Chicka One. Oh my god! No, I had a comment about like. Can you imagine having like, yeah, those kids were really little, like five or six yeah. years old? And my only thought on that was, like, you would have to be either a new counselor or the counselor who draw the short straw, because I'm guessing being in charge of a lot of five and six year olds mm. involves a lot of tears <laughs> and a lot of bedwetting. <laughs> You know, it's probably their first time away from home for a lot of them. Much like my, much like my, much like my dating life or lack of dating life in high school it involved a lot of tears and bedwetting. But it was like, you know, but it's like, you know, I'm like, oh boy, that see that would be the, right. that would be the group I'd get stuck with. I'd be stuck with like the five. I'd be like, oh man, waking up with nightmares. So what did you do this summer? What did you do this summer? Oh, I had a, I had to wash pissy sheets all summer because I got stuck with the five and six year olds. Didn't get a wink. Didn't get didn't get one wink of sleep all summer because they were all crying all night. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, that was. The, I'd still be talking about that summer job to this day if I had ever had kids. Oh yeah, well you've never had to take care of five and six year olds at sleepaway camp in Maine now, have you? So don't you be complaining to me about your job, Mister Mister Sus- Sasquatch Hunter Son, Mister. <laughs> You're one thirty second Sasquatch. You live up to that, young man. You go work at that camp. 
I would have been a great camp counselor since I am one sixteenth Sasquatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh. But again, they spy in the showers and the uh Yeah. Again. Disturbing <laughs> disturbing comedy where he's like, Come on, let's go. It's just the six year olds and he's like What's he say? I, I, I kind of like wrong? it. Is that bad? Is that wrong? Is, you notice, <laughs> is that bad? Is that, That's what he says. Is that bad? We're all and like, so yes. Then he meets up with a girl who he was like talking to on the train platform. Again, dressed up like Michael Jackson. Oh, he came. He went out in the woods like that. That's right. Yeah, he came out of the woods like that. And I'm like thinking, does this kid, this kid honestly thinks <laughs> that dressing up like Michael Jackson is going to attract women. I mean, this poor kid, you know, he was like a superhero. He was this always like sneaking around with that costume, putting on the glasses, the hat, the glove. Yeah. <laughs> and then Timmy, they go, that, that one girl looks familiar and it's Timmy dressed in drag, <laughs> but the hair was like a mop head. Yeah. I'm like, like that, that, like that girl's camp counselor with camp counselor with the butterfly net didn't notice. <laughs> Not for a while. That she had a girl in her camp. Didn't have a girl. First of all, had a girl in her group who she'd never seen before, and B has a mop head for I'm hair. Sure. Probably, I mean, probably. I would, if I was a parent, I would be very hesitant to send my daughter to this camp. I'm just saying. probably when the kids were like calling her mop head, and the counselor's like, "No, no, don't yeah. be mean. That's just the condition she has." Don't be. I used to be. I used to be mop head. I used to be called. I used to be called terrible names when I was growing up too. Stop it, you girls. <laughs> not sure how he got found out i'd like to know uh, he, uh, he fell or he fell or something i don't know no no i mean when they finally no, realized because we just catch them when they're chasing yeah. it with with butterfly nets <laughs> with butterfly nets and then they get then they get out and so for some reason michael j fox oh michael j fox is trying to make time with an, with another camp counselor over yes. there mm-hmm Yep, and they and they wind up getting away in a in a laundry truck. Oh yes, a dirty laundry. And how they know the schedule of the laundry truck? <laughs> yeah, so they're like, yeah, yeah, that's got a dirty laundry room camp. Especially if a lot the of day they're picking up the six year old. A lot of stiff sheets and urine. Six year old sheets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're like, here, this will get us to Camp Pinewood. It's like, how do you know the schedule of the laundry truck? Maybe it's already been to Camp Pinewood. Well, they know because that's... maybe you're going to wind up next to the bus. That's who brings in the marijuana. Wind up next to the bus depot <laughs> in town again. It was that homeless population in that small main town, which I still don't get. The driver of the laundry truck. He's always he's, he always brings the marijuana. That's why they knew. Is that what it is? Okay. That's what so then is. they have uh, Parents' Day. That's when we heard yes. we meet Timmy's dad, and Timmy's dad's like, "Yeah, you're a loser. That's the name for you." You're not eating your hot dog and your beans and your coleslaw. Oh, we got to back up a little here because the the the, the sensitive kid who writes, mm-hmm. and I keep forgetting the names here. Um, oh, I'm still I'm still on Blansky's beauty for God's sake. I can back up. Uh, yeah, what was the kid's name again? Uh, uh, Brian. Brian has been writing letters. For the other campers that they can copy, because you have to write like two or three letters a week, and they got to be at least two pages. Yeah. So Jerry comes up with this scheme. They have these PX tickets where you get the PX ticket, mm-hmm. and you can go get candy at the little camp right. store. And for two PX tickets, they will give you a copy of the letter that Brian right. writes, and you just go back to your bunk, and you write it out in your handwriting. And it's like 50 cents worth of candy, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about writing these letters all summer. Well, when the parents' weekend scene opens, there are these two mothers talking, and this is the only time you ever see them. I don't know. I don't even think there are these kids' mothers. No, they were just there. Like one mother's talking about the letter, talking about the letter that her son wrote, and she's like reciting it. And it dawns on the other mother, it's like, hey, "Hey, I got the same, same letter. letter. What's going on here? <laughs> same letter. My my child is being molested by one of the counselors too. I shouldn't yeah. make these jokes. Oh boy. <laughs> no, you really shouldn't. Tim. This is a very serious topic. So, but yes. Yeah. So, so anyways, Timmy, but Timmy does start coming out of his shell. Mm-hmm. He starts learning how to swim because that's a big thing. He won't get in the water. He's afraid of the right. water. Won't get in the water. And finally, he so they have what they call the color war. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go to the color war yet. No, I wanted to back up before we get to the all important uh, racial color wars. Uh, 
race yes, wars. Which they, I was going to say they would not have called that. They would not have called that that, that today. Anyway, they had parent, parents' night, and the the child who loves Jackie Gleason, he did stand up. You remember this? Very bad. Stand-up. He did stand up for all yes, the parents, and they they mm-hmm. panned away, and we're talk. They wanted to show us Michael J. Fox and uh, and Rhonda. Like we cared, so you couldn't hear his jokes. But I put I put the SETI Bimco tech team to task to retrieve his audio so we could hear some of the jokes he told. So here they are. Oh, okay. So here's some of the jokes okay. he didn't hear. So, uh, do you remember his name? I don't remember his name. Uh, well, Toby, Toby, Toby. Toby the comedian. So Toby, that's Toby, what he was saying. I can't do his voice, but he's like, "So you all remember our favorite camp counselor from last year, Weird Frank." Remember, he had all this candy in his cabin and those magazines with the pictures of kids in their underwear. And he had that cool white van. Well, I got some bad news about him. He, he can't be here this year. No, he's now a Catholic priest. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you know, Timmy, uh, Timmy, he, uh, the, the shy kid, Timmy, who doesn't want to swim, he... He was abducted by aliens a few years back. But I don't believe him, though. He says the aliens gave him an important message for humanity. Important message for humanity about how women should avoid Bill Cosby. I'm like, Bill Cosby, what? He's my, one of my second favorite comedians. Next thing you know, aliens are going to tell kids they should avoid being adopted by Woody Allen. Come on, what are these, what are these aliens do? There, there's my terrible joke. Uh, uh, uh. But then to- uh, I'm seeing a reason why they <laughs> I'm seeing a reason why they did pan to Michael J. Fox and Nancy McKeon now. But anyway, but then he started talking about how Timmy was cross-dressing to escape the camp. And he went into these like gay trans jokes that uh, then he got booed off the stage. Which, no, oh, of course, boy. I'm kidding. It was 1985. Yeah, they, the parents were rolling in the dirt laughing at those jokes. <laughs> they, were rolling, they really were. They really were. So there. Oh, boy. I just wanted to stick that <laughs> Now I see why they panned. That's why they kept panning too. It totally now it totally makes sense. So you were even saying to me, I don't know why they were doing that. Now we know why. And this is the part you were alluding to you brought, at, the, at the at the. It's a good thing you brought your canned laughter. I'm just going to say that, Tim. Okay, because <laughs> that's right. Even I could even I couldn't fake that. There he is. Uh, but here's the part where Michael J. Fox puts like six pills in Rhonda's visiting Rhonda's boy fiance comes to visit and of course they make him a big bonehead yes and michael j fox puts yes. like six pills in his hamburger i'm like hmm is that a smart thing to do yeah and he passes out and they put him to bed yeah i know <laughs> yeah basically gave yeah. Him- they make him a boat they make the fiance a bonehead in like 35 yes like he looked a lot older than yeah you know <laughs> yeah so now the color war is declared your attention please Color war is declared. Repeat, color war is declared. This you is have things to say about this before I... This is the real thing. I mean, not really. I mean... Because I just thought it was bizarre. It was it was like, color war, be careful that kid next to you. Don't let that kid next to you drink out of the whites-only f- water fountain. It's color war. Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, announcing that. Every- yeah. <laughs> But he's like, you don't, you don't, you don't enter the dining hall. You don't enter the mess hall in this entrance. You, you enter through the back, buddy. It's color war. <laughs> it's color war. He's like, color war is declared. Search the woods for that kid yeah. who whistled at the white girl. So it was all sorts of this stuff. Yeah. It was like awesome. color war this, color war that. Yeah, so you can get your, so you can get your lynching merit yes. badge. <laughs> The one child won the 50-word composition by writing 50 words because they just counted them up, and it didn't seem to matter what the content mm. was. Right. He could have just written, written word, 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 yes. word, word 50 times, and that would be fi- that would be 50 words. So anyway, they shout about Color War so, for like, I don't know, it seemed like half an hour. Color War was declared. Yeah. Send Squeaky and yeah. Leslie Van Houten and Patricia down yes. to the house on Celio Drive and declare color war. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But this then is, somebody yeah. What yeah. was, oh, Timmy almost yeah, drowns. Is, Timmy's getting into swimming finally. But the one kid tells him right. there's a dead person in the lake just like Friday the 13th, I guess. That's the only good thing uh, about this movie. Yeah. They were all like, no, we're not going to fight each other anymore. So. Yes. 
Color war is a tie. <laughs> Everybody wins. And the wife is all dressed down finally. Like she's going through the whole movie with like parasols and like, you know, these dresses. And finally in the end, she's just like wearing like a polo shirt and a baseball cap and she's going to find well, happiness. And then she 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 makes that final she's joke. The like uh Oh, they asked Bigger's wife, what's up at the end? And she goes, you'll be surprised. I, oh, John, I, John, we I, forgot I, something I just, so important. I don't know. What, what? The, the, the whole movie, there was, what did there we was, uh, was Walter carried an axe that had blood on it. And they're like, what's up with him? Yeah. And they find him in the woods, and he's doing paintings right. by putting red paint on his axe and slinging it, and it's abstract paint art. Or it's the blood of the girls' camp, because yeah. we never saw the girls again. We never saw I think them. He might again, have did we? Them. No, it's true. What did, what did Timmy call it? Postmodern. It was a word he made up. It wasn't even that word. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like. Yeah, it wasn't even. Yeah, it no. wasn't even like a real art term. But it was like, yeah. But that was kind of funny. Yeah. That was sort of funny. That had nothing to do with the plot. And then basically, yeah. And then basically, right. And then the. the we'll wrap it up. Let's just let's wrap this. You up. hate so these then, movies. Like the, the, you know. So then the. The summer's over. Well, I do. I do. You know, I'm like, I don't know. It's really weird, though, how I'm like just random, randomly picking these. Well, we just like to talk about the, the movie is a table we talk over. Exactly. It's like, you know, that Big Irv's wife was the mother in Teen Witch. I didn't know. No, I, why would I know that? Or how about that? The You know, John Houseman's grandson, yes. Scotty, in, Mazes and in the babysitter, was the wasn't amazing. We didn't know that. So I hate to spoil this for people, but Rhonda and Michael J. Fox, they hook up at the end. They do hook up at the end. The end. Yes. And but I have, I have my, end. my thing, John, this is my favorite Amen. part. You're always in a hurry. Oh, is it the quiz, is it the quiz time? <laughs> I'll call it. The Bim Cook. Study Q&A. Brain twist. Answering quizzes. Theme song. Do you like quizzes, John? I do love quizzes. I'll call it Study Q&A. Brain twist. The Bim Cook. I love quizzes. The Bim Cook. I'll call it. Theme song. Mm, no. Yes, who would fart in an elevator from this movie? Purposely fart in an elevator from this movie. We we didn't talk about it much, this but I think it's Adam Baldwin. Uh, Especially if a pretty girl got on, because he was like oh, petrified yeah. of Ike's wife, who was always hitting on him. Yes, yes. I would say I would say the kid Jerry, the real you know shyster, the one that you, you the one so? that dressed hmm. up as Michael Jackson. Oh, he would. Yeah, oh, okay. definitely. Also, Timmy's dad. Definitely, I think he farts yeah, in elevators yeah, all the time. He would. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, probably. Because he, yeah, that's, Timmy's that's dad, was the one was the dirtbag. He not only called his son a loser called his wife a loser and he was always he called all the hobos he murdered losers right <laughs> yeah, well who's 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 the loser when your body's dismembered and your wife and son have collected that's, all your life insurance who's the loser that then, then pal <laughs> i think i think that was going to be i think that was going to be uh, who would have a podcast i think little timmy oh i was gonna say brian him too the, maybe the they'd writer, get together the Years later. Yeah. Maybe they'd get together. Maybe they, years later. And, and Timmy would talk about being abducted by aliens. Timmy would talk and Brian would talk about. Maybe. maybe they'd be boyfriends. Maybe like they'd hook. Maybe there'd be like a, like a 20-year camp reunion. and. I think the camp. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're. Yeah. And they both come out of the closet and their eyes meet across the camp. <laughs> and they're like, Timmy, Brian. And next thing you know, they're, you know, wearing, you know, their their cardigans over their shoulders with the sleeves tied, going antiquing. I can Vermont. see that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, who would have a spinoff show? Hmm. Toby, the, the wannabe right. comedian. He had some good jokes. He would, he would, yeah. He, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he would have some, he would have some, Yeah. You know, struggling to make it as a stand-up in L.A. And then once in a while, like, the kids from summer camp would show up. But do you think he made it like okay? Or do you think spots. he's, like, a lot of drug problems? <laughs> like Lenny Bruce. Like, I mean, he wound up like Lenny huh. Bruce. He wound up like Lenny Bruce. That, that would be his dream because he likes Jackie Gleason. He, you yeah. know. he loves Jackie Gleason. <laughs> I still can't believe how excited those 11-year-old kids get over Jackie Gleason. It'd be like it'd be like an eleven year old kid today getting excited over 
Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet. I'm just saying, you know. Well, I think Nancy and Dennis, who is Michael J. Fox and Joe, I think they have a spinoff show. Mm-hmm. They get married, but they're in an unhappy marriage because they're still taking care of Nat- Nancy's ex-doctor boyfriend who needs constant care because Dennis put six pills right. in his hamburger and he never regained full functionality of his brain. He and he can't be left alone. Regained. So Dennis is right. always... He never became, he never became a do- never became a doctor. Continue, they continually have to yes. wipe the drool <laughs> off his chin. Dennis, Michael yeah. J. Fox, is always trying to kill him, but he can't. Because they kind of develop this little friendship, and they discover they love wa- sitting down and watching. She's the sheriff. Every every week, She's so Dennis sheriff. is like ready to put a pill over his head. But who's going to watch? She's the sheriff with him. And there you go. <laughs> She's the sheriff. That's my spinoff show. Oh boy! And I guess Maude can That's defeat nobody in this show. movie. I love it. This particular movie had a lot of wimps. Uh, maybe. Yeah, what was the, what was the axe guy's yes. name? Was his name Walter? Mm-hmm. Was that the axe guy? Axe, well, oh, how right. convenient, That's Walter, right. like your husband. Maybe you know. Here's the thing: Walter would give her a run for her money. She would ultimately win, but then Walter would wind up becoming <laughs> her fifth husband. And that yes. could be another spinoff series where it's like Maud's talking about Walter, the fourth True. husband, and, and he's like. Well, I didn't do that. He's like, no, I'm talking about my other husband, Walter. That is true. Walter. (laughs) All right. But no, nobody would defeat Walter. So now you're done. Now you can run away. This is part of the show where we check mail. My God. Okay. We got a letter from Yoli from the Spaghetti and Freddy podcast. She says, dear Tim and John, I just wanted to say hello and that I've been enjoying the pod. You guys are very funny, and I also love when your producer chimes in like the voice of God. Oh, yeah, Miss Lee, she hasn't uh, chimed in lately. The theme music is so fun also. I really dig it. I especially enjoyed the recent episode with your guest, Sexy Rexy. Oops, I mean with Rex Halligan. Smiley. And it's not just because I have a little thing for firemen, which I do, and it's not just because I enjoy burlesque, which I do. He was very charming and interest a very charming and interesting guest. If I was in New York, I would definitely go see his show. Anywho, I dig the pod. Just wanted to let you guys know. Cheers, Yoli. Whew. What? Oh, so Yoli, are you saying Tim and I aren't <laughs> charming? Well, she hasn't I seen see my muscles. She hasn't seen my yeah, muscles. Yeah, you guys are... You, you, you know, that's what it boils down to. You and you, you and Tim, you're okay. Love the theme music. But Rex, <laughs> boy, did he really make the show. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm feeling very inferior right now. No, Yoli. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, thank Yoli. you Yoli, I think. No, that was very kind of you. Thank you for the mail. We appreciate it. And I... That actually is on my to-do list to watch. The, it's Spaghetti and Freddy. Spaghetti? Listen to their is that, podcast. Is that we, they talk about Spaghetti, spaghetti and Westerns and, spaghetti and Friday. Friday. I mean, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Elm Street movies. And yeah, I haven't had uh, that is on my to-do list. I did send them a letter, so oh. I'm going to listen for that. And you have an episode of uh, Hypothetical Island. Yes, I did that with New York Times best-selling author and friend of the show George O'Connor. George O'Connor. But I don't think I don't think it's dropped yet. I haven't seen it. Oh, it will be out when this is when this is out. By the time this, by the time this, well, yep. yeah. So if you get a chance and you want to listen to Tim outside of the SETI verse, listen to him on. I have a feeling you're like you really trashed me in this episode, didn't you? I, can't wait. I just can't wait. <laughs> no, I gave you a special this shout you, this out. Is why, this is why you're <laughs> snickering. I'm snickering because I and talked then, a lot about cake farts. So and, then, and then. Yeah. And then he, and then when he was in high school, he couldn't get a date. There was a lot of crying and bedwetting. <laughs> well, I didn't know that then. You just revealed that. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so email us. This is the part of the show where we let other people know they can email us at SETIBIM. Uh, at SETIBIM is on Twitter. SETI underscore Bimco is on Instagram, and you can email us at SETIBIMCO with an e at gmail dot com. And our producer who's been a little bit quiet lately, she let me know that it would be a good idea to say 
hey, if you have a incredible high school story that's funny or or cataclysmic, you could send an email and tell me, tell us part of the story, and maybe we'll have you on the show. Maybe we'll have you on. That's a great idea. Yes. See, that's why Miss Lee is the that's producer. That's why she's a producer. That's why she's a producer, and I'm just the second banana. <laughs> You're the third. She can be. She, oh, she, oh, I'm the third banana. I'm the third. Banana. Well, she's in charge, and we're both we're both the uh, extra wheels here. She writes everything that I say. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> anyway, is she is she holding cue cards in front of you right now? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. She's got the one. Always got the one that says, "Be nicer to John." Be nicer to John, which you seem to ignore every week. But anyway. <laughs> Oh, right. boy. Well, Tim, this was fun. It was. And, As uh, always. We'll see you next week when we have an amazing guest that I never mentioned because sometimes they get filmed out of order. Yes, and we hopefully will be keeping up with this um, Camp City Bimco theme for the summer. Oh, we are. We are, John. I found out we are. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Seti Benko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line.